I think they'd probably left the pond before this happened, Fox said encouragingly. After all, it is May now. Yes, yes, Toad agreed morosely. I'm late. It's not spring anymore, really. Not what we toads call spring. This drought, Badger rejoined, is a danger for all of us. That's why I called this assembly. There's no water left, Toad. None anywhere in Farthing Wood. We just don't know what to do. Toad did not reply. His downcast face took on a new expression. He looked considerably more hopeful. I've got it, he exclaimed excitedly. We'll leave, all of us. If I could do it, so can all of you. Leave Farthing Wood? Badger queried with some alarm. How could we? What, what do you mean? Yes, yes, let me explain. Toad stood up in his excitement. I know the very place to go to. Oh, it's miles away, of course, but I'm sure we could manage it together. The other animals began to chatter all at once, and Badger completely failed to quieten them. We must face the facts, Toad cried. What you've just told me about the pond has brought our danger home to me with a jolt. Farthing wood is finished. In another couple of years, it won't even exist. We must all find a new home, now, before it's too late. The other voices broke off. Toad's voice dropped to a whisper. The Nature Reserve, he announced dramatically. We shall all go to the Nature Reserve, where we can live in peace again, and I shall be your guide. He looked round triumphantly. Dear, dear, I don't know. Badger shook his striped head. You'd better tell us about it, Toad. I don't know if it's a good idea. I mean, if it's so far... Go on, Toad, Fox broke in. Tell us about your adventure, right from the beginning. Toad sank back into his accustomed, comfortable squat and cleared his throat. <clears throat> You'll recall how last spring was very warm. In March, particularly, he began. Well. One weekend, there were a tremendous number of humans at the pond, young ones with their horrible nets and glass jars, and a lot of them had brought their parents along. Everything in the pond was in a panic. There seemed to be no escape anywhere. The young humans were even wading out nearly to the middle of the pond in their eagerness to capture us. I remember, I dived underwater and tried to hide in the mud on the bottom. So did a lot of others. But it was no use. They found me, and I was prodded into a jam jar and carried away. How awful for you, one of the lizards commiserated. They come after us, too, with those stifling glass jars that are made specially slippery, so you can hardly grip the bottom. Ghastly things, muttered Toad. I must have been kept in it for three or four hours, I should think. I was submitted to the indignity of watching my captors eat their food by the side of my pond, while I was left out in the sun, trying frustratedly to scale the sides of the jar without so much as a leaf to protect me. If the weather had been any hotter, I'm sure I would have dried up. I like to sunbathe myself, said Adder. But of course you amphibians have never really learned to live comfortably on dry land. Just the same as you reptiles can't adapt to swimming and diving, retorted Toad. I can swim when I have to, Adder returned. Well, well, nodded Badger. What happened next, Toad? They took me away, he said. I don't know for sure how far, because I took the opportunity of having a nap during the journey. They put me in the back of their car, and the next thing I knew I was being tipped into a glass box in their garden. 
How long did they keep you in this glass box? asked Fox. I suppose about four weeks, replied Toad. They put some netting on the top as a lid, and one day their wretched cat, it was always prowling around trying to get at me, knocked it off. So I leapt as high as I could, and I managed to jump out of the box and hide behind a shed. That very night, I started my journey home. I hadn't got very far before I decided I ought to strengthen myself with a good meal. All the humans had ever given me was mealworms. Tasty enough, but so boring without some change to relieve the diet. I still think you can't beat a juicy earthworm, fresh and moist from its burrow. Mmm, here, here, cried Mole feelingly. Nothing like them. I could eat them till I burst. Never tire of them. <laughs> it's a wonder there are any left at all with your appetite, remarked Tom.